Hello and welcome to another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report. My name is Adam Gobeski. And I'm Charlie Wallace. And we've got two um, Junetastic guests. We've got Paul Wilcox. It's great to be back. And Doug Gobeski, who despite not having a June birthday, is always welcome on the podcast. Why, thank you. And it's that time again. Yeah, it's the middle of June, which means it's time to celebrate all of the June birthdays. By celebrating just one June birthday, <laughs> Joe Piscopo's <laughs> birthday. Yay. Yay. <laughs> I keep fearing every year that he's going to do something super problematic and that we won't be able to do this anymore, but we got through another year. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> that could be like a bit, you know, like we come up with like we set our line, you know, like this is as problematic a thing as he could do and still we'd still do it you know like how problematic could it be yeah what point is it just problematic fave (laughs) yeah (laughs) there could we could make a whole game out of it you know like uh i don't know how how would gamify that but i'm I'm sure it would be great so i'm just looking up joe piscopo news right now it's the typical stuff joe piscopo does an impression on some local news thing i mean it's Uh, like is joe piscopo on twitter you know what? Let's so, not yeah. find out. Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to learn he has a blue check. <laughs> oh, I mean, fuck. he's got a business. By the way, <laughs> Charlie. Yes. Speaking of birthdays, everybody loves cake. And the kind of cake that everybody loves is chocolate cake, which means that it's not time for chocolate cake, but it's time for an episode of Gobeski Chocolates Report. <laughs> Mm, a bit of a stretch but i guess i'll allow it (laughs) as long as you tell us what you think joe would think (laughs) oh my gosh how would i have any idea what joe piscopo would think about any sort of reese's he's here in the room with us welcome joe piscopo hey thanks for having me back it's been a long time yeah it's been a hot second I think in honor of your birthday, we will temporarily rename the segment Joe Knows Chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's fair. Joe Does Knows Chocolate. Where one of us describes a chocolate confectionery to you, and you have to give it your rating because you know chocolate. I do. <laughs> it's kind of the one of the hallmarks of my brand currently. Do you have a line of chocolates, much like Mr. Beast and his Feastables? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got this, Joe. Don't worry. He has a line of recently introduced dessert slop pots. <laughs> dessert slop pot? Yep. Do they designed have specifically Designed specifically for desserts. Uh, marshmallow is something you can put in there. Ooh. We're trying to get it on the prepper bucket market, too. So <laughs> just because the world has ended doesn't mean you don't you can't have your sweets and treats. <laughs> mixed together in a slop pot <laughs> family style because that's all all who's going to be left well can you make like dehydrated slop pots where you just add your own i don't know Brine. water yeah, yeah, add your own, grease yeah <laughs> all you got that's the great thing about slop is all you have to do is wet and stir <laughs> <laughs> all right so i have some new chocolates to try out today i've got Reese's creamy peanut butter cups and Reese's crunchy peanut butter cups. But What's a creamy peanut butter cup different from just a peanut butter cup? Uh, well, judging by the illustration, it's completely smooth. Oh dang! Like hmm. you know how a normal Reese's is a little bit gritty. Yeah, it's got that Philadelphia Flyers feel to it. 
That's a that's a joke for all you mascot fans out there. <laughs> Just so you know, Doug, every time you sigh like that, Adam makes me cut it. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Unless they're funny. Usually they're more the devils just confused to really how it's done. All right. So to calibrate things, what I have first is regular Reese's peanut butter cups. So I don't know if you need a review of that or if you need me to just eat one and then you can cut it. Well, you're not reviewing stuff. You're just telling Joe what it's like. Oh, so I should probably describe to you, Joe, what I'm experiencing as I eat a regular Reese's cup. Yeah. So that you can kind of calibrate where I'm at with it. Mm. All right. It's definitely got that strong peanut butter and chocolate smell to it. Yep. That's that's a it's a pretty standard Reese's peanut butter cup, which is good because it's a standard Reese's peanut butter cup. What I said was grittiness is more like when you take a bite out of it and you look at it, there's like almost a crumb to it. But, you know, it melts in your mouth. Though, this so. is where we learn Joe doesn't like peanut butter. <laughs> He's like allergic um, or something. No, I, I, I like I like peanut butter. Do you like it oh. with chocolate? I'm not sure how I'm going to like the creamy one because for me, it's as dry as possible. All right. Well, crunchy it is for the uh, the first of the real tries. I like to wet my own peanut butter. Well, oh, in the slot pot? Yeah. I, I prefer it in powdered form. Do they make powdered peanut butter? I don't think it's water that makes it, you know, smooth. I think it's oil, isn't it? Uh, uh This is Joe knows. So <laughs> Joe knows. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I've got a Reese's Crunchy. It's uh got kind of a almost smooth surface but you can kind of tell that there's uh chunks underneath it so i'm gonna take a bite all right first thing you note is that uh you're actually biting into some crunchy peanut butter like actual crunchy chunks in comparison to the typical actual peanut butter that i've eaten these uh they're crunchy but they offer less resistance to your teeth than like just eating peanut butter from the jar. So it's it's kind of an easy eating peanut butter. Actually, not bad. Joe. Um. Yeah, it's like it's yeah, almost I'll... like they they roasted them extra or something. Yeah, I, I like this one. That sounds right up my alley. Yeah. And lastly, let's try the creamy. Will it be dreamy? I feel like it's gonna be messy. Uh, possibly. <laughs> Reese's wet and messy peanut butter cups. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, uh, turns your entire throat into pretty much just a slip and slide. Okay. It looks basically the same as the regular peanut butter cup. Maybe it's just temperature, but a little bit of it's, uh, stuck to the, the paper wrapping. All right. Can you give it a paper bite? Paper wrapping. Oh, that's wrong. Oh, hmm. oh gosh. Okay, remember how I said that the regular peanut butter cup, it's like it melts in your mouth? This is like it melted in someone else's mouth first. <laughs> Maybe it did. That's too smooth. <laughs> too smooth. What's too your smooth. opinion, Joe? Because I know you like smooth things. I, I do like smooth things, but I, I also do like my uh, peanut butter to, you know, like really suck the water right out of me. No, that, that creamy I've, one is going to just, uh, that's going to rehydrate you. Mm. So it's I think I'll give it a, pot. I'll give it a, I'll give it a C. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good hiking peanut butter cup. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess if you could drain the, the insides into well, like an algae bottle or something, that would make for a great, great hike, hiking fuel. Like maybe in a squeeze bottle or something. <laughs> Reese's peanut butter slurry. Mm. Isn't that Dude, just that... a protein shake? Mm. I'll say that just, like it's a bad thing. Just add this to your breakfast shake. Got yeah. some kale. Got some uh, strawberries whoa, whoa. and some bananas. Let's not go what? off the rails here. Yeah, what is this? <laughs> Wait, what? This doesn't oh. fit my dessert slop. Kale, now rye, great sauerkraut, corned beef. Oh, there's a Thousand Island. That's a smoothie. <laughs> yeah, that is. <laughs> That's New Jersey classic <laughs> and a June tradition world around the weather warms up. You got to cool off with your Reuben in smoothie form with your room temperature. Reuben smoothie. Yeah. Sometimes body temperature. If you're feeling oh, nice. spicy, that's why all Joe Piscopo dessert slop pots are stored at 98 degrees <laughs> through the entire uh, storage and transportation process as well. To deliver precisely body temperature liquid desserts. Are they allowed excursions? Like, how do you how do you maintain that? Um, you just sort of like pack them around the delivery driver. <laughs> yeah, it, we actually found it was cheaper to just hire a bunch of people to sort of like uh, hug themselves around all the buckets and everything um, <laughs> than to, you know, try to do climate control. Oh, so you get some extra love in there too. Yeah, that's sweet, which is perfect because it's a dessert slop pot tastes good. But you temperature wise, you would never be able to tell that you're eating anything. OK, so what's <laughs> what's in a slop pot? What's in these? They're multiple different kinds. I just like thought Charlie was like, all right, we need to shift this gear. But <laughs> well, I'm just genuinely curious now, now that we started to talk about it. <laughs> so he downshifted. All right. <laughs> So it it is all kind of oil based, um, which that's kind of the secret ingredient. I got a I got a really good deal from my good friend on a large amount of oil um, that really just suits the texture perfectly. And then of course you know sugar from various natural and unnatural sources, natural and artificial flavorings, uh, red, yellow five, <laughs> red forty. Um, Wait, red forty. Yeah, the safe, the safe red. Um, yeah, but that's not why we put it in there. <laughs> we just can't find the good one anymore. Am I right? So far, I don't think you've mentioned any flavors. <laughs> oh, well, said I mean, natural and artificial flavors. Oh, okay, yeah, you're but, right. But, you're but, right. They defy any recognizable flavors. <laughs> Oil, red, <laughs> yellow, green. And natural and artificial, artificially sourced ingredients in a food grade storage vessel. So, is there just one variety of slop pot, or are there multiple different kinds? And if there are different kinds, how do you differentiate them in advertising? Yeah, can like can I buy one that uh, where the pot itself is edible, like made of <laughs> apple stone or something, like a bread bowl, <laughs> but made of wax? <laughs> I, I appreciate the free ideas for sure. You know, I, I can't believe we haven't uh, done that one yet because we just couldn't figure out how, because to keep them body temperature, there can't be like anything between the human warmer and the bucket. So we haven't worked out the sanitary aspect of, uh, of the yeah. edible bucket yet, um, but we will perhaps maybe in like a warm your own sort of situation. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> 
please apply to skin overnight. <laughs> yeah. Just make a slot pot big enough to dip yourself in. I mean, we are trying to get into cosmetics as well, yeah, like in the form of like a nighttime cream or something like that. But to answer Charlie's question, it's because they all have different designs and sizes. Oh, it's I tell them apart. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Like the dessert slot pots, like a Gucci bag. And the regular slot pot is like a trash can, you know, that size. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's the standard size. Everything else is kind of more boutique sizes, but we, we do default to trash can. Yeah, but you know, you got like your carrier bag for your slop on the go, your handbag for your discreet slop. Didn't you we do the to... research, Charlie? I did the research. <laughs> no, I just wanted to ask the same questions that he always gets asked. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> no deep dives here. Shallow head hurting dives. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we do it? All right. Let's nominate those Piscopo Day Piscoponi Award winners nominees you know what i'm trying to say it's time to nominate june birthdays yay yay paul why don't you go first oh sure um boy i wrote down some names you gotta pick one uh you'll have to tell me if they've been picked before technically that does not matter you can re-nominate people okay our winners so far are chris pratt jody whitaker jim varney keith david and zoe saldana i believe those are the five Oh, yeah, I forgot. I, I, I won last year. <laughs> you did. Tony was very unhappy about it, but he's oh, not right. here to complain this time around. I don't remember who he nominated, but he wanted John Mahoney to win. I remember that from Frasier. Oh. oh, OK. I knew it had to have a Frasier angle to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember that now. I'll have to go back. A and frangle, to if you will. <laughs> and even if you won't. After some research, I'm in a real, uh, you know, in a real, um, what is it? Pickle? In a real Y2K mood right now. Oh. <laughs> so I will nominate Lana Wachowski. Uh, oh. Of Matrix and other fame. Nice. And when was her birthday? June 21st, 1965. All right. My nominee this year was born June 18th, 1942. That is Sir Paul McCartney. Amazing. We haven't mentioned him yet, actually. Yeah, I think... I think winning a Piscoponi would really be the feather in his cap of his career. <laughs> He's one of those names you see and you think, surely we've we've picked. <laughs> but I don't think we have. But no, no, we haven't. Charlie. So uh, it makes me want to pick Brian Wilson so we can have a Wilson McCartney square off. So, but so we can really, really just decide what music is better. <laughs> we can really split the vote. Really have an objective discussion. But uh, born June 1st, 1946 is in Dundee, Scotland is Brian Cox. And if there was a year to nominate him, I think this is the year because we'll probably forget next year for his work in the TV show Succession, but also was an X2. As General William Stryker. Oh, okay. Yeah. I had to look him up, but I'm like, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. He also played the creator of Doctor Who in the Doctor Who biopic. Oh, nice. True and also, story. Also known for saying borderline offensive things basically all the time <laughs> when he's doing press tours. Wait, but just things that get borderline? noted. <laughs> no, yeah, they are pretty bored, like not quite there. They're usually pretty funny, but like kind of so like. So it's eh. not bleep, 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 bleep. Right, yeah. <laughs> All right, Doug, as an honorary Piscopolian, who would you like to nominate? I would like to nominate an honorary person, 
McDonald's The Grimace. Uh, can you confirm a birthday for The Grimace, please? Uh, Just need a source. Well, I tried Googling it. And the best that Google would come up with was just that, oh, yeah, the Grimace's birthday meal comes out yesterday, June 12th. Yeah, I can confirm. So I share a birthday with the Grimace? Well, hold up. I guess let me let me check GrimaceBirthday.com. I know that when we went to McDonald's on Sunday and got a box of chicken nuggets, it said happy birthday Grimace on it. That's all I know. And we're Mm. right smack dab in June. So. This was an out-of-date McDonald's box. Uh, it turns out that it was uh, from last year. Grimacebirthday.com oh, well. does not want to load for me. <laughs> yeah. Is there um, any old, like, comics? I might have spelled it wrong. I don't know. Or something. There's got to be some something out there. Oh, you need the S. It's got to be Grimacesbirthday.com. Ah, thank you. <laughs> Maybe Sorry. if I Google Grimace real birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Why does this webpage look like it's super old? I mean, I don't know if you've paid attention to Zoomer fashion, but the 90s are back, baby. Oh, man. Well, this looks more like the early 2000s. Well, maybe they're getting ahead of the curve on the uh, <laughs> the resurgence of 2000s fashion. When is Grimace? Look, I don't know. What is Grimace? Yeah, maybe, oh, according to the trivia section of ask... McDonald's.Fandom.com, Grimace's birthday is June 12th. Let's see what the source is. Okay, okay. Uh, it looks like it's a tweet. I was about to suggest we... <laughs> oh, uh... And it's just the tweet that says, Grimace's birthday celebration starts 6-12. Okay. So, not as conclusive as I had hoped. I don't know what the mods are doing at McDonald's fandom, <laughs> but I think they should kind of qualify that a little bit. Let's see what his source for him being purple is, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's also a tweet. <laughs> Where Grimace says, did you tell them I am purple? <laughs> okay, someone had fun putting together the sources on this page. <laughs> All right, well, you know what? That's, I'll allow it. Okay. I'm All right, and then uh, Joe Piscopo, who would you like to nominate in honor of your birthday? Um. Well, I'm just going to point out your allowed to nominate yourself but you wouldn't then be allowed to vote for yourself well i'm pretty confident that you know i know how you guys would vote so <laughs> i i'll do the same thing i do every year and uh nominate my uh twin Did brother Bo. no name nominate someone real really so i i effectively get two votes yes Oh, I wasn't ready for this response. <laughs> I did. I prepared a list of of things for Paul, not not for Joe. You prepared a list of things for Paul. Yes, he 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 always is calling me, and he's like, I don't know who to vote for on the uh, on the new podcast. But you know, as you all know, I'm kind of kind of a big gamer. I'm gonna nominate the only game journalist, Jeff Keeley. All right, is he the Games Fest guy? Yeah, very top. So- so then here's how we vote. You get to vote for one person, not the one you nominated. And then uh, you type your nominee, your nominee in the chat. And then if there is a tie between first and second, then it is a runoff between those people. So our nominees are Lana Wachowski, Sir Paul McCartney, Brian Cox, The Grimace, and Jeff Keeley. I'm sorry, but isn't it spelled G-E-O-F-F-K? E I G H L E Y. Yes. No one, no one can see okay. the chat who's listening to this. So, 
I'm just saying, you, just so those of us voting don't get confused with a different Jeff Keeley. Look, you put the parentheses with the SP in it next to it. <laughs> yeah. Which you're not allowed to give him crap. I like how long <laughs> it's just Sir Paul. You know who Sir Paul is. It's our I friend, mean, I, I did get knighted on my 12th birthday at medieval times, so. <laughs> did you really? Yeah. Oh, wow. On my golden birthday in Toronto. Wow. 12 on the 12th. Oh, yeah. All right. Has everyone typed in their nominee? Uh, I guess yep, Paul no, and not. Joe are going to have to share a keyboard, so they'll have to hit, like, shift enter to add a line. I mean, we're we're in a we're in a deadlocked uh, arrangement where we have to vote for each other's, so. It's just the way it works. I I don't make the rules. All right. All right. Is everyone ready? Yep. Three, two, one, enter. Oh, dead heat between Grimace and Brian Cox. (laughs) (laughs) Now that is a, is a collab I'd like to see. (laughs) Grimace X Brian Cox. (laughs) Uh, speaking of dead heat, R.I.P. Treat Williams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Charlie. I know you're a big Treat Williams fan. Yeah. Canonically on this podcast, you're a big Treat Williams <laughs> fan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then the votes are between Grimace and Brian Cox. You may now vote for your own nominee if that applies. Is there anyone who should revote except for Adam? <laughs> Look, you can choose your vote. Switch up your vote at this point. We're in the second round. Yeah. Anything could happen. Like, Paul could switch his vote to Brian Cox, and Joe could switch his vote to Grimace. We don't know. Or maybe Joe talks Paul into Brian Cox, or Paul talks Joe into Grimace. Like, who knows? Anything could happen. It's crazy in round two. That is, that's actually the name of our new podcast coming up. It's Paul Talks Joe into Grimace. Oh, <laughs> uh, I thought it was It's Crazy in round two. <laughs> oh, that, that's, that'd be a more, uh, that'd be a better, <laughs> better name. All right, I'm locked in. All right, three, two, one, enter. All right, then by a four to one vote, our latest Piscoponi is the Grimace. <laughs> Born June 12th, undefined year. Congrats, Grimace. Charlie's super happy that his blog post photo is taken care of. <laughs> Until I tell him he needs to be have the Grimace being presented with a Piscoponi. <laughs> Well, we know he's at least as old as his first sighting, <laughs> which I'm sure we can find. But I think it's like 52 years ago or something. Okay. Let's see, what's McDonald's fandom say? I was looking this up uh, not too long ago. Yeah, it doesn't tell you. I know. I just I can't get over his like vital information. Species, grimace, hair color, purple. I didn't even know he had hair. You just thought that was his skin? I kind of thought he was like a smooth purple guy, you know, like Barney or something. All right. According to grimacefans.weebly.com, he made his first appearance in November 1971. Yeah. He originally had two pairs of arms and was a malicious beast. Oh. He was known as the Evil Grimace. So y'all know the Today Show, the NBC Morning News Show. I found a Today.com article that an excerpt says, McDonald's says he was born on June 12th, the day the new Purple Shake comes out, and made his first appearance in a McDonald Land commercial in 1971 when he was known as Evil Grimace, running off Hamburglar style with milkshakes. So he's at least 52, 52 years, years old. old. Probably older because he was an adult in that, I assume. 
<laughs> before he got the cosmetic ser- surgery that removed two of his arms. <laughs> <laughs> I love the picture on the top of the grimacefans.weebly.com where it's Grimace running off of the shakes and Mary McCheese is back there with <laughs> Ronald McDonald. Ronald McDonald's hands are like up in the air just like, what the f***? <laughs> 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 this says official fan club can they just say that <laughs> <laughs> may 11th 2017 article is grimace scene oh <laughs> i would love to see grimace with a scene haircut oh i, I think oh. his hair color is not purple because of his eyebrows that are on top of his other hair. I got. I was confused there for a moment. I, I thought you were implying that we had entered the Grimacine era. <laughs> the Anthropocene era is over. The Grimacine oh. era has begun. It is a grim one. That is an actual link to an actual article. I did not actually believe you. <laughs> is this the happiest we've ever what seen Grimace? What the heck? How do I join this fan club? <laughs> There's Check a out forums the forums. Thing. They're pretty. See, they, they've experienced a recent revival. Yeah, someone says Grimace revival 13 hours ago in the general chat. Grimace fan 420. <laughs> <laughs> hey, gang, do you think we can get Grimace back in this MF? I miss him. <laughs> Plural Grimace is Grimace's not Grimmy with proof. <laughs> Grimace is Mike Pence, question mark. (laughs) You know what this website really needs? A guest book titled The Grimoire. (laughs) Hey-oh. That might be above the level of the discourse I'm currently seeing on this. uh, (laughs) Grimace Lover 63 says, guys, I'm in love with Grimace. Someone responded, it's many years, but I still hope he'll reappear someday. And they got their wish. Well, the Grimace Lover 993 posted under the topic Grimace, Grimace. (laughs) Currently has one like. (laughs) User Girlmas posted, can Grimaces be female? I just love the uh, the username there, Girlmas. I really like that someone asked, what is this website with like no <laughs> body text to the post? Just, <laughs> just a title. <laughs> there are seven anonymous people on the forum right now. <laughs> well, so most of them are us. I mean, not for all. me, it says four anonymous people. So that's all of us. Yeah, <laughs> all right. So yeah, the grimace. I create a new account. <laughs> I feel like I should make a burner email for this website. <laughs> you want to get spammed with Grimace? <laughs> no, I just need to. I just need to. My time with my Grimace fan mail. <laughs> it needs pure focus when I when I write my fan mail to Grimace. So, Charlie, what Piscopo related activities do you have for us, or have you participated in this Piscopo day? Hmm. Well. There was one potential question I was going to ask, but I'm not sure I can ask it with Joe here. He might be a little offended. Should I? It's Joe? just a query. Hmm? Joe wasn't listening. No. Oh. Oh, yeah, Joe. What? Was well, as long Joe? as Joe isn't listening, that's fine. <laughs> Sorry, Joe's. I I can't I can't uh, <laughs> pry him away from Grimace fans right now. Yeah, we heard he was yes. making a burner account. <laughs> 
He's actually starting a companion blogger page right now. Oh. So it's a genuine question for everybody on the podcast except Joe, which is do we do we want to keep doing Joe Piscopo Day? I mean as 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 the years go on, it's it's harder and harder to find a sketch that we haven't done. <laughs> is that why you're saying this? Because you're lazy. Oh, I got a sketch this year. <laughs> I got a sketch. Yes, uh, we are doing Joe Piscopo Day until he does something problematic. Okay. We well, just thinking maybe we should come up with a contingency plan. The contingency plan is that the podcast ends. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Ugh. You have to delete all references, all evidence that we were ever pro-Joe. Right, just like you had to do with all your pro Jeffrey Epstein stuff, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're right in that it would end the podcast because it would be just way easier to just take everything down and never put it back up. <laughs> okay, well, with the question withdrawn. So there are many, many people to honor in, in June, as we've seen. So Yeah, like our friend Joe, Joe Piscopo. <laughs> what? What are you guys talking about? How much fun you. yeah, honoring oh. you. How much fun it is yeah, to have oh, you here. Thank you. I I appreciate it. One of these days I'm gonna nominate myself. I know you're waiting for me to do that so that you can vote me in. Well, it hasn't happened yet, I guess. Yeah. Time will come. But this year is for Grimace. So what positive Joe Piscopo activities do you have, Charlie, rather than metaphysical teleological <laughs> concerns? <laughs> the ontology of Joe Piscopo. <laughs> An eschatological exploration of Joe Piscopo. Well, this will be great for the Joe Piscopo conference, but that's in two months. So, <laughs> my paper's about Johnny Dangerously. <laughs> hey, they insulted his mother once. Once. It would probably make more sense if I knew what Johnny Dangerously was. It's actually it's goofy fun. I don't think it's available to watch anywhere, but it's enjoyable. It's got Michael Keaton and Joe Piscopo. It's a very broad comedy. I think Paul would enjoy it a lot. I know. I'm. I'm trying to just look up different Joe Piscopo news, and I don't know. News is good news. Yeah. Are we gonna Are we gonna Dude. find out that he was at January sixth, like that uh, Mister Show guy? Oh yeah, <laughs> that was wild. Didn't expect that. Did you make any Joe Piscopo birthday cake, Charlie, or anything like that? Mm. They put some gabagool on top. Uh, I had a chocolate cookie, which I guess goes back to Joe knows chocolate with gabagool on top. It had mint frosting and an Andy's mint on top of it. Mm. Is that like gabagool? Mm. And that it's just like a pile on top of a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> I had two. So one of them was for me and the other one was in honor of Joe. Oh, well, there you go. What do you think about that, Joe? If my uh, slop pots have taught me anything, it's that there's there's no shame in having a pile on top of anything. <laughs> words to live by the less orderly it is the tastier yeah that's why it's right in the name guys it's like pulling teeth here. i know i'm racking my brain i i got this <laughs> i got the sketch <laughs> i did something <laughs> so joe yeah how do you feel about that new chat gpt thing we've heard so much about i hope it doesn't uh take work away from you know hard-working podcasters such as myself and, and you guys of course well that must be nice though since you do a lot of your work as an impressionist, right? You don't exactly have to write that. You have to do, yeah, that's do the actual voice. Yeah, it's really more about my uh yeah, what I bring to the bring to the role than the writing. Although this is but, true, uh, you have been very vocally supportive of the WGA strike. 
Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, I forgot about that. There were yeah, two uh, Fox News articles in a row. One was that you were very supportive of the <laughs> the writers' union, and then the next one was we need to uncancel Christopher Columbus. <laughs> oh, okay. You have many oh, views. Yeah, and very uncancel Chris, Christopher a, uh, Columbus. Cancel yeah, Chris Christie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to expound on any of that, Joe? Um. Well, I could ask Chat GPT to maybe write me up a quick response here. You 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 should do that. <laughs> Wait. So what I'm hearing here is that Chat GPT is a scab. Uh, a pretty good that's, one, really. That's I mean, that's of the, part uh, of it. Yeah, part of, yeah, part of the strike. <laughs> oh, dang. Yeah, and like, and when I can't get any guests on, you know, on my podcast, I usually just um, pick someone who has a good AI voice bank and and uh, have Chat GPT respond to what I'm saying. It usually works fine. So like Bill Gates or Socrates? Yeah. Although it felt like, you know, it's kind of an interview format. And really, Socrates just kind of felt like he was interviewing me on account of his particular method. But I think for the next episode, I'm going to try to get Grimace on. We usually we usually shoot for that after the yearly vote. Sorry, I assume we're all logging into chat GPT <laughs> to try to generate things for Joe to say. Well, yeah, I don't I'm, think Paul just, has a login for that, but I'm just staring blankly at the computer screen, David Putty style. Yeah, maybe Charlie should uh, write Joe's speech for him or use whatever he was doing, since he may be the only one who's bothered to play with it. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of Chad GPT. I've never actually used it. See if this if this grimace site were made any newer than its most active time of 2017, it seems. This probably would have all been AI written instead of just sounding like it was written by an AI. I feel like I'm just waiting for Charlie to drop the link to the skit in the chat. Did you, did you get it, so Paul? Is this, is, is this for me? Is yeah. this my soliloquy? <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's, well, that's for Joe, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I stand before you today to talk about an icon that has graced our fast food world with its presence for decades. I'm talking about none other than Grimace from McDonald's. Yes, that lovable big purple character who has stolen our hearts and brought joy to countless generations. Now, some may say, Joe, why are you talking about Grimace? Isn't he just a fictional character? Well, my friends, Grimace is more than just a character. He is a symbol of happiness, friendship, and the joy that comes from indulging in a delicious meal at McDonald's. You see, Grimace (laughs) represents... The childlike wonder and innocence that we often lose as we grow older. He reminds us of a time when a trip to McDonald's was the highlight of our week. When a simple hamburger and fries could make us feel like the luckiest person in the world. Grimace embodies the magic and nostalgia that comes from those memories. But Grimace is more than just a reminder of our past. He also teaches us valuable lessons about acceptance and embracing our differences. Look at him with his big round shape and his friendly grin. He doesn't conform to societal standards of beauty, and yet he is loved by millions. Grimace teaches us that true beauty comes from within, from being kind and accepting of others. Furthermore, Grimace serves as a beacon of positivity in a world that can sometimes be harsh and unforgiving. When we see him in McDonald's advertisements or on our TV screens, we can't help but smile. He brings a sense of joy and lightheartedness that is contagious. In a world filled with negativity, we need more characters like Grimace to remind us to find happiness in the simplest of things. So, 
Let us not underestimate the power of Grimace. Let us embrace his purple presence and celebrate what he represents. Let us remember the joy he has brought to our lives and the lives of countless children around the world. And let us be inspired by his ability to spread happiness and kindness wherever he goes. In conclusion, my friends, Grimace is more than just a fictional character. He is a symbol of happiness, acceptance, and the enduring magic of McDonald's. So the next time you see Grimace, whether it's on a Happy Meal box or in a commercial, take a moment to appreciate the joy he brings. And remember, in a world that can sometimes be grim, we could all use a little more Grimace in our lives. Thank you, and may Grimace forever hold a special place in your hearts. What the <laughs> f- is this soulless capitalist marketing bullshit? <laughs> what? You, you're not on board with the enduring magic of McDonald's? Oh my gosh. Like... <laughs> My favorite everyone's part super is when it concerned just about AI's grimace. Everyone's <laughs> super concerned about AI taking over, and then it generates stuff like that. Yeah, it's Gross. like yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> the AI spam already existed, and it was written by humans, and it's called corporate blog spam, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> so I then asked it to do it, but I left out the part about sounding like Joe Piscopo, and <laughs> basically the. <laughs> It is different, but the main difference is just instead of saying you may ask, it may ask me, Joe. <laughs> it just takes that out. <laughs> it just says you may ask. <laughs> Why do I care about a fictional yeah. character? Wow. Some may say, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> the part that rubbed me the wrong way was when when he has to teach us that true beauty comes from within. <laughs> Which is fine, but that is like pretty mean. <laughs> For the record, what I wrote was write a speech as Joe Piscopo extolling the virtue of grimace from McDonald's. So I, I did they, tell they really it latched to, onto extolling yeah. virtue. <laughs> Still. I mean, that's the tone. Yeah. All right. So I guess let's go from that to the sketch, huh? Yeah. All right. Might as well keep going up. <laughs> I don't know why I thought we had more people here today. So. Well, I guess we got Joe, too, so Paul can do a part and Joe can do a part. Joe can be Joe Piscopo. Oh, yeah. That still leaves two people. Andy Griffith is Andy Griffith? What? (laughs) And Ron Howard is Opie. He was the host. Like that, I'll believe, but... I haven't read through the whole thing. It starts out, I think, with (laughs) Andy Griffith being dead, though, so it must turn at some point. Uh, we can't do this. Oh, we can't? Aw, no. I should have read it more. T- <laughs> yes, you should have. Oh, wow. Is that, that racist is, stuff uh, in here? Uh, it'll be racist if we, who are not Eddie Murphy, say it. Oh, I, I glanced through it. I saw like the, uh, okay, I got another one. Don't you worry. I didn't read through that one either. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Did we do the Abraham Lincoln one? I don't think so. That doesn't sound familiar. It seems like one I would have chosen, but all right. Oh, wow. Is this bad, too? Are these all bad? Oh, yeah. Okay. No. (laughs) Yeah, I think one of the problems is that, like, SNL was definitely pushing boundaries a little bit more back then than they do now. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, go back to the drawing board and start looking up more, but it took me a while to find these. The criteria being entirely what Joe Piscopo sketches do they have that have more than just Joe Piscopo? (laughs) All right, I found one. Well, they got some good screenshots with it. Oh, good. Yeah. We've got uh, another television parody. Yeah. So, uh, Joe, why don't you be yourself? 
Do the, do the lines you remember. Charlie, why don't you be Alice? Christine Eversole. All right. I will be Ed Norton, as played by Eddie Murphy, which I don't think had anything too bad. Doug, I guess you can read the opening setup if you want. The stage directions. Whenever you're ready. Fade in on the familiar city skyline and fireworks drawing of The Honeymooners as big band music plays. Pan to a moon with Art Carney printed in the center. Art Carney! Audrey Meadows! Andy Rooney! In the Honey Roonies. Fade to a set of the Cramden kitchen in black and white. Ralph walks in wearing his bus driver uniform and sets his hat and lunch pail on the bureau. With his belly bulging, he swaggers toward the little table and nods. I'm home. Hi, Ralph. You better wash up. My mother's coming over for dinner. I got news for you, Alice. I'm going out tonight. I'm not eating with that old bag. Ralph, she's my mother, and you're staying home tonight. Har, har, hardy, har, har. Ralph. Alice, did you ever notice that your mother is a blabbermouth? Have you Have you ever noticed that, Alice? I have noticed that. She is a blabbermouth. Blabber is better than blubber. Did you ever want to send your wife to the moon? <laughs> Bang, zoom. Ralph, give me one good reason why you can't stay home tonight. Me and my pal Norton are going bowling. Hey, Norton! Norton, come on down here. Ralph sticks his hand in the window and shakes a curtain with apartment windows printed on it. You ever notice how phony these buildings look? And how quickly Norton comes downstairs? Hey there, Ralphie boy. What do you say, old pal of mine, eh? Uh, How you doing, Alice? Uh, Ralph, I'm a bit on the hungry side. You mind if I take a bite out of the old refrigerator? Help yourself, old bowling pal of mine. Well, thank you, pal of mine. Uh, Norton, you might want to hurry up, because we don't want to be late. Norton takes out a big plate of chicken and eagerly sets it on the table. Oh, boy. For several seconds, he deliberately flicks his wrists and shakes his arms, getting ready to eat. Did you ever notice how long it takes Norton to do one simple thing? Will you cut it out? Sheesh, what a grouch. Hey, 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 Ralph, I can't. I can't go bowling tonight. Trixie's mother's coming over. We gotta have dinner with us. You mean you like your mother-in-law, Norton? Like? Well, let me tell you something. When I first got my job in the sewer, Trixie's mother gave me my first pair of hip boots. My first pair. They were her only pair, and she gave them to me, Ralph. (laughs) I I tell you, you gotta be a real creep to not like your mother-in-law. Oh, what do you have to say for yourself, Ralph? Humana, 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 humana. Look, Ralph, if it's that important to you to go bowling, go. I understand. Did you ever notice how foolish I look at the end of these shows? Of course, I guess I deserve it. The way I constantly abuse my wife and best friend. Now I can end this whole thing by saying I got a big mouth. Or I can make a pathetic face. But this time, I think I'll just say, baby, did you ever notice you're the greatest? Ralph dips Alice in their classic stage kiss as the theme music rises. They hold for several seconds, then fade to black over applause. Woo! Five stars. <laughs> I just rated it. Now, I have to go on chat B- GPT and write in the premise of the sketch. <laughs> and see what it comes up with. All right. I mean, this is why this is why we're striking, right? <laughs> <laughs> gotta go watch some andy rooney now to see where we landed i'm sorry but who's andy rooney the guy from 60 minutes who's always like do you ever notice blah 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 he's like yeah he's like the crotchety guy at the end 
Okay, I guess that helps a bit. I never really watched more than a couple episodes of 60 Minutes, so I barely know what you mean. Oh, I can't believe the Honey Roonies isn't on YouTube. Yeah, maybe I need to check Daily Motion. Do you think that SNL goes after the old ones hyper-aggressively? Probably. <laughs> it's the only possible explanation. It can't be that they're not worth putting up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a lot not worth being on the internet right now. (laughs) I mean, no shade or anything, but all you got to do is search Andy Rooney and realize there's a lot there. But that also makes you realize just how much Andy Rooney is not on YouTube. But I think, you know, of the ones we've done over the years, that might be the only one I kind of got as we read through it. (laughs) Usually I have no idea what the heck is going on. I love how someone took the time to do a transcript of Elton John performs Empty Garden, which is basically him singing the lyrics along with the description of what it looks like. Wow. (laughs) See, this is the kind of uh, archiving we need. Wow. Yeah, pretty descriptive. And then just lyrics. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to give that five stars, too. What does this history mean? Due to the then extremism of the team in delivering their sketches and satire, many viewers wrote in with irate requests to terminate the show. It was Michaels that showed the NBC executives that baby boomers were the future of the show's fan block and not Generation X. As such, rather than bow to the more conservative viewers, the executive continued to air the show. What? Huh? What year? 76, I guess. Wait, so was that, was like... Or 77, yeah. That's... That's interesting. So that was back when baby boomers were the yeah, but, were the progressive generation. <laughs> but like Gen X, what? Wait, did Gen X even really exist? They, right? Do they mean yeah, the I greatest mean generation? Did, but... <laughs> yeah, weren't they like ten? Yeah, like kids. Kids don't like this stuff. They're they're too. Uh, they're gonna be really into Reagan in a few years. <laughs> the children. <laughs> <laughs> Should we do this one too? <laughs> Do what one? I just sent one to the group chat. I said we can get, we can get through it quick and then uh, call it an episode, I think. I mean, I guess if you want. No, oh, I mean, we don't have to, but. <laughs> this one leans a little bit more into the, did you ever notice? <laughs> well, the first one didn't have anything Andy Rooney specific to it, besides saying it was played by Andy Rooney. So <laughs> I prompted a little bit more. Oh, like you had to have say, well, Andy Rooney says, did you ever notice? And it's like, okay, I now know anything about Andy Rooney. (laughs) All right. Are we ready? Sure. Same as before. (laughs) All right. Then we get to decide which one was better. Interior. Ralph and Alice's living room. Day. Set is designed to resemble a classic 1950s living room. Ralph Honey Rooney. (laughs) Played by Andy Rooney. <laughs> well, this is why I have questions. I'm like, Chat GPT, what do you think is happening? <laughs> okay. Ralph Honey Rooney, played by Andy Rooney, is sitting on a worn out armchair reading a newspaper. Alice Honey Rooney, his wife, portrayed by a cast member, <laughs> enters the room. <laughs> Ralph, my mother called. She wants us to have dinner at her place tonight. Dinner at your mother's again? Didn't we just have dinner with her last night? Yes, Ralph, but you know how much she enjoys our company. We can't let her down. (sighs) Did you ever notice how it's always us who have to go to her place? Why can't she come over here once in a while? She says her apartment's too small and can't to accommodate all of us. 
Did you ever notice how every time we visit, <laughs> she brings up how we never come over enough? She's just concerned about us, Ralph. We should be grateful to have such a caring mother-in-law. Grateful? <laughs> Did you ever we notice have such she... a caring mother-in-law? <laughs> we should be grateful to have such a caring mother-in-law. Okay. That's the problem here. That it's both their mother-in-law? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Grateful? Did you ever notice how she always manages to bring up that time I accidentally broke her favorite vase? Ralph, it's been years. You have to let that go. Did you ever notice how she conveniently forgets every time I fix something around her apartment? You do have a way with fixing things, dear. Well, this time I'm not going. Did you ever notice how I <laughs> promised Norton we would go bowling tonight? Norton, since when do you and Norton go, start going bowling? Well, uh, recently. Did you ever notice how we've been friends for years and we never, we've never gone bowling together? Ralph, you never told me about this. Are you sure you're not just making it up to avoid dinner with my mother? Alice, did you ever notice how I never lie? <laughs> <laughs> Ralph, I can see right through you. You're just trying to get out of it. Well, did you ever notice how important bowling is to me? At that moment, Ed Norton, Ralph's neighbor and best friend, portrayed by another cast member, <laughs> enters the living room. Hey, Ralph, ready for a big bowling night? <sighs> Norton, perfect timing. Alice, did you ever notice how Norton and I have been planning this bowling <laughs> night for weeks? Uh, fine, Ralph. You go bowling with Norton. I'll go to my mother's alone. Did you ever notice how you're always so understanding, Alice? Yes, Ralph, I have noticed. <laughs> <laughs> I love my fictional bowling nights with Ralph. <laughs> You gotta let Doug read the line. Oh, sorry. I... <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry, I, I launched out of... What? Fade out end of sketch? Oh, they share a laugh. Okay. They share a laugh as Ralph and Norton head towards the door, ready for their fictional bowling night. Fade out. End of sketch. So you don't, you don't like my actor ad-libs? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did laugh a lot more of that one. <laughs> but... <laughs> uh, but... We weren't laughing with the sketch. We were laughing <laughs> no, at the sketch. Yeah, exactly. The question is, how much do you have to prompt it to the point where you're like rewriting the whole thing? Yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was something. So, what do you think? Which one was better? Uh, the first. Okay, the first one was better. It was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, objectively be better. Don't do bizarre I... things like changing where they were going at any given moment, <laughs> or, or who's. Or how how we, they can both have the same mother-in-law. <laughs> I did find myself laughing at the second one. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was kind of entertaining in a train wreck sort of way. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting because it didn't really quite understand the Like, it did and didn't understand the characters. Well, it doesn't understand anything. It's, that's not what they do. Right, exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, it didn't write the... like. It didn't do a good job at pretending that it understood. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> like the Alice at the end of the, the sketch would just give up. <laughs> All right, <laughs> go. <laughs> That's how it works, right? <laughs> they have a loving and understanding relationship. <laughs> well, that's probably it for this edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report. I'm Adam Gobeski. And I'm Charlie Wallace. A special thanks to our three Piscopolian guests. We've got Joe Piscopo. Thanks for having me again. Doug Gobeski. Thank you for having me, even if I'm only an honorary guest. 
and Paul Wilcox. It was uh, good to be back as always. So Joe Piscopo, another successful sketch. (laughs) (laughs) Someone should write the transcript of this episode out on a website. That's our show. Don't forget, you can check us out on Facebook, just like the Gobeski Wallace Report, and you can also follow us on Twitter at GW Report. And check out our website, thegobeskywallacereport.com. That's probably the important bit. Well, yeah, I guess all the other links are there, so if you remember <laughs> one thing, remember that. Not your name, but GobeskiWallaceReport.com. <laughs> More important than your name. Honey, I'm home. Do you know what Andy Rooney sounds like, by the way? I'm just curious. No, <laughs> I, I just didn't think you'd let me look uh, look it up. You can if you want. <laughs> I don't mind. <laughs> I thought I would. I, I thought I was supposed to be as confident as possible. It's <laughs> is the idea, Adam, that Paul as Joe Piscopo doing an impression of Andy Rooney would actually do the voice. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't know. <laughs> See, I've I've seen Andy Rooney because he does those like I've seen him as a as an old guy doing his like uh yeah basically just do that I guess right his talking but I, I don't I don't remember it when it said Andy Rooney's wine I was like what <laughs> I don't remember I don't remember there being a wine to it I could be I could be making that up. Anyway, sorry. All right. <laughs> no, no, that that's a, I mean that's a fair question. I saw it in Andy Rooney's wine and then I just panicked. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, without listening to any audio, I'm still in the same position, but we'll just wig it. <laughs> just do what you imagine it would be like based on those words. Honey, I'm home.